now and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? So one of the saddest parts of my week was, and it's been a good week, so you know, it's quite high bar, um, uh, was um, I went to watch this week's ECW on TNN, which we will talk about in just a second, probably first, because it happens on the Friday instead of Saturday, which is Hardcore TV, um, as they tell us. Um, uh, and I realised that there were very, very few rows left. I didn't have to, like, scroll down very far to get to our episode. In fact, from my very rough count, I think there's only about 15 ECW on TNNs left for us to watch. I thought that. I thought it was a fairly easy um, find, which was upsetting. But then sort of when you watch it, maybe not so much. But um... It's still upsetting. It's, it's getting a little bit more understandable as days go along. But it's still upsetting. Speaking of upsetting, obviously we always like to dip over to Nitro every now and again. Nitro episode 250 on July the 3rd, 2000. Do you know what's going on Nitro this week? How the ECW alumni fared? Um, I do not. I've got no idea. So no. There's a hardcore match between double ECW alumni. No, Johnny the Bull's not. It's Vito. So you've got Johnny the Bull versus Terry Funk in a hardcore match. Who would win oh. that? It's Johnny the Bull, isn't it? It's Johnny the Bull. Johnny the Bull beats um, Terry Funk. That's all right. So you've got Booker T versus the franchise, Shane Douglas. Who do you think does that? Booker T, probably. Of course, yeah, Booker T wins. The Filthy Animals versus um, the new team of Billy Kidman and Lance Storm. Who wins that? Filthy Animals, not including Billy Kidman. Yeah, he's not with them. Is that he's, he's not Lance with them Storm. yet? Or he's not with them because he's, he's, I suppose, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking as if you haven't just kind of dipped into a random nitro. Um, um, I think he joins them later on. So who's in the Filthy Animals? Conan and Ray? This, no, Conan, Ray, Hooventude and Disco. Oh, so what's the tag team facing Kidman and... Uh, Mysterio and Hooventude. Oh, so alumni. Yeah, also alumni. Um... Uh, I'd imagine the Filthies. Filthies do win. So, yeah, Lance Storm on, I believe, only second or third night try. So, they're losing. So, um, all mm. in all, it was a very successful week for ECW alumni. Even Apart though, from Filthy Animals. Yeah, but they're longer alumni, isn't they? They're not really yeah. more recent trades, as it were. I mean, uh, definitely... At this point, UV's done more in WCW than he has in ECW. Yeah, I think he had. Did he have like one one match? One match that we saw in ECW. The Psychosis had most of them, didn't they? Yeah. I think Hoovy sort of had one, I can remember. But yeah, still. And on Raw, I think the um, defeated Kurt Angle. And Eddie Guerrero took on Chris Benoit. So there you go. Everyone out there, do a bit. Interested, isn't it? 
Very much so. Yeah, because I thought we'd just do that because we don't often jump over, but I thought sometimes... God, we might need to. He's a bit of a palate cleanser. (laughs) And stuff. And also you sort of realise that it could be worse. We could be watching Nitro. And and also, you know, we might have some time if... uh, they continue just to tell us what happens on hardcore TV and we don't have to watch it. Well, I think they almost sort of do our, our job almost. I, I mean, they, they, they definitely, you know, if would would save us 45 to an hour's worth of watching a week by what they do in this week's ECW on TNN. Makes it easier. Um, so we kick Let's it off, get like Jason, on the Friday... July the 7th, 2000, ECW on episode 46. The show starts off with old um, gorgeous George in the ring, or just George um, in the ring. Um, everyone's all happy. We then kick in, and it basically gives the whole of tomorrow night's results for Hardcore TV. Yeah, so, so they saying... explain that although... It's the Saturday night show. It's taped ahead of the Friday night show. So here is the full spoilers of the Friday night sh- of the Saturday night show. Which is um, which is insane. Obviously, we won't get into it because what well, we need to talk about it. And it makes no sense. But it's very strange. I mean, if you're going to say coming up tomorrow night is at match one, two, three. Then it works, but like you said, to actually give away the results and say, "Oh, this person beat this person," and it just felt a bit like, "Okay, well, I've got no reason to really watch it." Yeah, and we were discussing earlier on, and the only way storyline that you could have made it work is if you had, say, Cyrus did it in a sort of WCW throwback when he was trying to shit on the secondary ECW show to make the network one even stronger. Still not ideal, but at least it would have been a way to kind of do this. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, really bizarre move. I hope it doesn't continue. I hope it's just a one-off. I thought it's going to make things really, really hard work. But it's okay, because we've got the, 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 finally, we've got the debut of George. No longer gorgeous. So it makes things hard work. It's, <laughs> I just get annoyed about Spoilers for a show that came out 20 years ago, but that's true. At the time, it would have been fucking silly. Um, yeah. So George is in the ring. Very quickly, Francine comes out, just canes her around the head, grabs the mic, and said, "Bitch, I don't know who you are, where you came from, but I'm the queen of extreme." So that's another pointless debut there. Now, I love Francine. I'm on record as loving Francine. Yeah. You know, she is a, a, a sassy princess and, and I'm all about that. And, and, you know, the queen of extreme, she is. The measuring stick for everyone that comes into EC, for every woman that comes into ECW and has been since her franchise days. That said, this is bullshit. This, I mean, why? Why, why bring her out? This is Before she very... says a word, beat her up. Then belittle her in the sense of, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you, where you've come from. But, you know, this is where... I, I mean, you, you do know who she is. You do know where she's come from. Otherwise, you wouldn't have run out and attacked her. 
Otherwise, they wouldn't have done that whole thing last week of this biggest, hottest signing from from WCW, which within one segment, you've turned around and said, I don't know she is. And also, it felt very, like, babyface as well. The, yeah, so the problem is that the manager of the heel champion, the one who cheated to rid his her ex-boyfriend, allegedly, Tommy Dreamer, of the belt, and to, you know, to, to get it round the waist of the hated Just Incredible, um... Uh, the she's getting cheered. It's getting cheered, and it's almost sort of like a whole "fuck you" WCW thing. Yeah, but you're right. You, you can't put this as a massive sign in and all this, just to absolutely just just shit on them. I mean, you're better off just continuing vignettes with. Her Mikey and Sinister Minister for a couple of weeks if you just wanted to just, you know, get a laugh out of it or something. But um, to do this was, yeah, it was, it was, it was silly. It was a silly way to debut. And again, you're getting Francine over, which is nothing wrong with that. She's the queen of it. But she is also like a heel. A heel. You know, so it should, if anything, it should have been she went to attack and, and George hit her or something or. No, the, 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 I, don't I know, mean, just... or, or or you can have this happen. You you can have them, you know, have a verbal fight. You can even have George get the better of the verbal fight if you want, and then later on, you can you can do something if you wish. But just to have, and I know that you know, spoilers for a twenty year old show. Um, we'll tell you in a little while about how she runs out to make the save. Sort of, um, and gorgeous George gets. Oh, sorry, George gets her uh, revenge. Sort of, um, but I, I don't know why you've you've had to book yourself into that position. Yeah, no, it's um, it's, it's just it's silly, but um, we get that. Joey and Joel get in the ring, start their bit. Cyrus sort of comes out, gets into it a bit. We then um we then get a return in Spike Dudley. <laughs> so uh Joey and uh Cyrus and Joel get into it. Yeah. Joel explains how he's going to kick Cyrus's ass. And so out comes Spike Dudley. Still in knee brace or leg brace. Yes. And uh, he basically, Spike grabs the mic, says that he's going to rip Cyrus a new butthole. Brings Rhino out and basically just said he's going to break his fucking leg again. And of course, of all the people for this to bring out, obviously it brings out Pitbull too. Because why wouldn't it? Yep. So, well, you know how they were like really tight <laughs> when when the pitbulls were here. Pitbulls. So um, yeah, then kicks off, and obviously we get our first match, obviously, which is Rhino spontaneously defending his title 
It's Pitbull One. Yeah, yes. Pitbull One, not Pitbull Two. Sorry. It is Pitbull yeah. One. It is yeah. Gary Wolf. It is. So basically, obviously, we saw him a couple of weeks ago. We know he did a match before the pay per view and all that. And he's obviously fishing rounds, but um, yeah, straight in as a legend against Rhino. I felt Pitbull started really strong here. He sort of got his stuff in. Yes. And depending on positioning, like comparing to some of the other people on the roster, I, I would have kept him. I don't know if he stayed, but I would have kept him. Yeah, well... But I have this issue with um, George as well, in the sense of... And, and I can make the argument for Pitbull Pit one in this, I will say. Um, but a point where you are bouncing checks to people, which is why Lance Storm can walk straight out because he's got an agreement that says if you ever bounce a check, I can go. Um, you know, it's, it's, well, what's, it's what's driven the Dudleys away. It's what's driven Taz away. It's what's driven Awesome away. It's, you know, um, uh, Bam Bam went because of it. Sid Vicious went because of it. You know, numbers, 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 numbers. You're hemorrhaging money. You're behind on payments. So bringing people like Pitbull and and George feel short-sighted. The defense I can make for Pitbull is at least that's another worker on your roster. You know, it's it's a slot taken up. Um, whereas with George, I can't I can't say that. It's I can't a, see a, the hole that gorgeous George is filling in that way. Pitbull, you treat it like that as well. Absolutely, Pitbull. I can make the argument for. However, I'm sure there's others around. Um, you could but just yeah. bring George back managing Pitbull if you were going to like bring him in away. It wouldn't have made loads of sense, but at least it would have been something. You know, but Pitbull's a solid hand in the sense that obviously Sandman's a different level, but in a similar principle that if you've got a TNN, you know, as much as it doesn't make sense, Pitbull's like got such a legacy sort of having a title and being sort of a hardcore original that him getting a title shot spontaneously doesn't feel massive out of place. You know? It's not like Simon Diamond suddenly walking out and going, hey, I want a, I want a TV title match. And they're going, yeah, of course, why not? You know, you ain't really done anything for a minute. Why not? You know, so yeah. you, you can kind of, you know, he could face Just Incredible next week and it wouldn't be ideal, but he's still got the history enough to sort of semi-warrant the heavyweight title match out of nowhere. You know, it, it, there's a believability. You wouldn't think he'd win. There's a believability to his upper mid guy, and you think, "Fuck it, why not?" But um, it's just just strange again with no build. I mean, you could have they've got all this footage. They could have done video packages, anything to. But I mean, you've just wasted the return of Spike Dudley over nothing. Well, yeah. As well, you know, you, you that all of that could have happened without Spike Dudley. You know, you could have had. Gertner squaring off to uh, Cyrus. Rhino runs down to back up Cyrus, as he has done a million times. And Gertner could have pulled out, could have called out his friend, 
who he used to work with, and that could have been it. Yeah. It never once had to be um, spiked. Um, yeah, so we do get the match. I mean, like I said, Pitbull does get his stuff in. He gets the sort of the cartwheelie kick thing he's sort of been doing in recent weeks. And um, it's decent enough. Obviously, Rhino does win. It's not a surprise, not in the, the slightest. There's there's not one percent that you'd think that Pitbull was going to win this match, but it, it's 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 fair. And Rhino sort of um, picks up the win, and Pitbull looks you know, fairly strong. Yeah. Um, we then get a second match. We do get a little bit of history with this. Obviously, we get to Jerry against Jerry Lynn here. Uh, recent weeks, they've had loads of the ref issues. And it's annoying because this is a feud we were meant to get about a year ago, I'd say. Mm. And it kind of dissolved through injuries and stuff like that. And um, yeah, what a great fucking match. Yes. They deserve like, a bigger feud. The, the chemistry with these two is um, great. I mean, Cyrus, yes. I think, comes out. I think he gets the green mist at one point. And, um, but yeah, no, Tajiri, Lin, really do click. Um, Tajiri picks up the win over Lin, which I think, you know, again, it, it's, it's, it's sort of fair. I mean, but it would have gone with Lin's network story to somehow sort of win it without winning it kind of thing again. But Tajiri's on a roll as well. So Tajiri's strong, good position, and yeah, picks up the win. Yeah. Um, Jump backstage. Just incredible on Francine. Just incredible basically talking to Francine, saying that her taking out George was the sexiest thing he's ever seen and he won't lose to Sandman tonight. Yes. There's not much more really for me to add to that. That was... Yeah, yeah. Much, it wasn't even a really long promo. It's just not really. No, I mean it's it it, it it's all built around the premise of um, he's you you think he's looking at, at Francine's boobs. Oh well, yeah, and it turns out he's not. He's looking at the belt. <laughs> um, we then get another match. Loads of matches on this week's show. Uh, triple threat. Uh, tag team match Johnny Swigger and Diamond versus Danny Doran and Roadkill versus Chetianova. I felt this was an extremely quick match. Yeah. For these. Lots. For what it was. Yeah. For what it was. I mean, these, these ones normally, on like a hardcore TV, given a good amount of time to sort of get it all done. Um, surprisingly enough, and sort of the semi streak continues. Uh, after a couple of eliminations, Swinger and Diamond pick up the win here. So they go marching on. Obviously, the, the tag team tournament, I think they said August, maybe. Yeah. But um, whenever it's sort of coming, it's, it's still you know, a little bit silly because they've just got no reason not to have these belts. And like we said before, why not have Dawn Marie walking around with the belts and, you know, maybe win the belts in her as a manager or. Scouting champions or something, yeah, yeah, or, or just literally while you're thinking of something to do with her, have her just sort of with the belts. I mean, obviously, if you want to do whatever, do whatever because you're just yeah, you're wasting her for no reason. Um, 
So that happens. So yeah, diamond swinger ring. And you get a little burst of swingers real um, diamonds real music at the end, which is quite nice. I know it was nice. It was good. You, you just kind of almost sat back and thought, how much would it add to this show if we actually had the real music? Yeah. That was doing in a weird way. Do you think? I wonder if it'd just be like suddenly these people like walk into the ring and not really bothered about it. you. Just kind of think, how much would it add to it? It'd just be that's so cool. But um, we get that. Uh, Don Marie returns. He's here in the ring. Um, just incredible. Runs out and takes her out with a cane shot. So Don Marie returns to be the <clears throat> the, the special guest referee. Yeah. Of the championship match between Just Incredible and um, Sandman. And apparently this is the master plan, the revenge master plan of Paul Heyman. Um, the mad scientist, Paul Heyman. Because this is him getting the uh, getting back at the network. Um, so, so yeah. So this is the this is the the cunning revenge. Is that Dawn Murray is going to be the special referee? Now, the big thing that occurred to me whilst watching the beginning of this match. Is what colour or pattern shirts do referees in ECW wear? Yeah, they don't wear the stripes, do they? Unless you're a special guest referee. Or the hardcore ref, as we'll find out in this match. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it only occurred to me when, you know, Dawn Marie gets laid out before the bell even rings. Um, because introducing women and then caning in them in the, in the back of the head apparently is the theme of... You know how, like, Sesame Street was, you know, sponsored by the letter Y, brought to you by the letter Y. Uh, this week's ECW Hardcore TV... No, ECW on TNN uh, was brought to you by caning women in the back of the head. It's just... It's a lot. I mean, obviously, the, you know... Wrestling viewed like differently now with cane shots, but Jesus, a lot of cane shots to the head of this show. Yes, a lot. Uh, yeah, so um, Dormarie's back. Yay! Uh, this is the master plan. This is the the cunning plan to get back at the the network by attacking Just Incredible, who's tenuously linked to the network. He's not officially network. Yeah. Oh, it's just like um, it's just so confusing with what they're doing here. But it's yeah, it's sort of he's linked to the network, but it's nothing to do with the network. Even though it'd be kind of cool if you know him and Rhino could have been a really like cool team. Yeah, well, they were sort of for a minute. Yeah, Do you know I mean, it would have it would have been like. <laughs> Quite powerful, but I think the problem is you got no one. How impact players basically said there was no one on their levels and shouldn't hold division. I think that's basically what Rhino and Just Incredible would be like. There's no one really you could think realistically could kind of sort of take it to them at the moment. 
But um, yeah. we do get the world title match. Just incredible champion defended his title. Um, no surprise. Just incredible wins. But there's loads of absolute carnage in here. Um, so Dusty comes out at one point. Now I, I I honestly thought that Dusty was in there for a minute. Uh, I thought he came and did the program of Carino, had the rematch kind of thing, and was gone. Yep. Like, I I don't know. Like you've got this guy. Like he could just be managing fucking roadkill and adoring at the moment, or just like I said, backstage segments, or using him to promote Heatwave. In voiceovers, I just don't understand what the hell he's doing. Um, yeah, so he's 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 obviously turning up in kind of like now and again rather than anything more. Yeah. Um, and he runs out, and you know, apparently he's referee material. Yeah, it's just um, very very strange. As soon as he comes out, obviously. Um, that brings out Jack Victory and Steve Carino, who then sort of get in a, a little thing and sort of he takes them out. Francine then kills Sandman with about 10 plus cane shots straight to the head. Until, yep. um George runs out and saves him. Um, we've got Raven <laughs> cameo as he brawls with um, Scotty Anton. Yeah, so Scotty Anton runs out to attack as well. Because, because, uh, and then Raven comes out to pick up Scotty and Tom. And again, so that felt like, you know, so Raven runs out, Scotty Anton's beating on the Sandman. Raven runs out and saves the Sandman. Yeah. Now, every single element of ECW history, near and past, uh, and, and like longer, this is a big deal. You know, you, if you look back at the feud they had, stole yeah. his wife, stole his child. If you yeah. look back, you know, lost the title to him eventually. If you look back to the more recent history, Sandman's return was what broke up Dreamer and Raven as a team. Yeah. And, and you know, caused all the issues there because... You know, Sandman, you know, Raven was trying to do the good thing and Sandman wasn't blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the hatred that they have is is steeped and almost as deep as the, the, the Raven Dreamer feud. So for Raven to come out and attack someone, saving the Sandman is huge. Except apparently it isn't. And then the last one as well, like over for it started. They said yeah, he runs out, hits the DDT, they fight to the back. Um, because Scotty Anton hurt him. <laughs> it's like, but but everything that's gone between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, it's just is yeah. You, just, I mean, it. I, there, he does. It's it's it it feels like there's uh, just just missed opportunities. There is, I mean, but we do get another run out. Raven, and this is this is the issue. If Raven was the last person to run out, yeah, and Sandman could have lost at that point. But if Raven was the last person to run out and makes the save, 
that's a huge thing. You give it a minute, you know, that's a huge thing. But no. And again, like, I said, we know Raven's finishing up soon and all this. There's no secret where we thought he was gone. Surprised to see him every week. But you could have, for a short run for a pay-per-view, if you actually been bothered to put fucking tag team champions, just put Raven and Sandman together in a match. Yep. You know, teaming up against something. I mean, it's the Baldies. It's easy to do. Just have a little old school sort of brawl everywhere. I mean, New Jack's disappeared off the face of the earth again. Baldies have disappeared off the face of the earth again. What we do get, we got Tommy Dreamer running out dressed like one of the Baldies. <laughs> Which, again, is just like, you know, he sort of come out. He looked like in full Baldy gear, apart from he had hair, so we knew it wasn't real. And um, So, I mean, it's the timing that annoyed me on this. In the sense of you've had all these people run out, you've had all of this going on. Tommy Dreamer did nothing whilst all these people were mugging the Sandman. His friend, the Sandman. Yeah. And after the match, he then comes out. It's just... But But he doesn't come alone. Well, no. I mean... It's the fact he took out Credible and I think Rhino as well. Yep. And he's getting put on this massive, like, Sting NWO push at the moment. And um, yeah, Jazz... Which is funny, because I, I, had, I had that running through my head earlier on, because they, what suddenly became apparent is they'd done this... And I'd kind of not really twigged, but at the same time, you've got the vigilante Tommy Dreamer... Um, you've got whose side is he on? I always knew he could be trusted. Sting parody with Jerry Lynn. Yeah. It's just like... Oh, and we know that Jerry Lynn's on the side of faces, not because Jerry Lynn has done anything good, but because Steve Carino kicks Jerry Lynn. And therefore, he can't be on the side of bad because otherwise they wouldn't have beaten him up. So again, you know, just just feels a little shy. It's just like so beyond so confusing some of these bits. And um, yeah, that's that's how we end the show. um, Dreamer finally got a little something. So, So Dreamer... Dreamer's big finish here is that he pile drives him onto barbed wire. Barbed wire roll, isn't it? Yeah. Except the way he did it, basically he just sat down into barbed wire. He did. And the problem you've got as well is you're kind of taken away from the pay per view match in the sense that barbed wire just is so readily available. Once they get the barbed wire at the, barb, at the pay-per-view match, you're kind of just going to pile drive them on it anyway. I mean, that's your big spot. Like, what are yeah. you really going to do? You're not going to like whip him with it, or it's generally going to be like I'm going to slam him on it, power bomb in it, lay it on a table. And, I mean, you're going to be saying not too far on what you're doing on the weekly at the moment. Yep. 
It's not like yeah. saying you can set on fire or anything like that. It's generally, you're just generally going to use it the way you use it now. So, um, yeah, it happened. Hardcore TV, yeah. episode 376, July the 8th, 2000. Um, if you watched the night before, you already know what happened. If you don't, stick with us. Matches and the outcomes. I don't understand giving away the outcomes. You know, we'll see little Guido versus RVD. Yeah. Absolutely fine, but... Yeah, no, it's, um, it is dumb. The match kicks off, though, with... Um... Easy Money versus Chilly Willy here. Chilly um, Willy, who apparently is very popular, we are popular, informed tonight before. Very popular man on his third or fourth match? Not a lot. Yeah, somewhere on there. And the first one was, I think, was a hill because he's Carino's boy. Yep. He sort of just exists. Um, but he dances, so he can't be. He does. He dances his way to a victory here as well. As he defeats um, Easy Money. Easy Money and Hamrick are uh, looking good. They're doing good bits. I would have stripped them and put them straight in the tag division, to be honest with you, and sign. So I get them away from all this because at the moment they're just not even feuding with anyone or anything. I thought they'd be well, feuding with um, New Jack. Yeah, so they kind of had a feud with New Jack. They kind of had a feud with um, Cash. Kid Cash. Uh, we've got a whole load of tag team stuff going on. And, uh, and you know... Well, no, I suppose we've got space for potentially another heel tag team in there. Um, yeah, but the feuds used to be, when they when they had those stacks with feuds, it was generally almost like an every other week thing. Yeah. But now, like, with, with hardcore TV, they could still do, like, half-decent feuds, but just make it exclusive to hardcore TV or just sort of filter it mainly on that Yeah, show. like, so, like, you know, Sunday Night Heat used to do and things like that. Yeah, so, like, just... You know, New Jack sort of feuding with these guys, but make the feud like mainly on hardcore TV, apart from you might show a few, uh, few like snippets or something. Very strange. And um, we get a heat wave advert. It's only a couple of weeks away. It's exciting. We're almost there. We are almost there. Um, Rhino Primo basically tells um, Sandman that he'll have to kill him to get the belt, and he's got no problem killing him to retain the belt. I mean, I, it's, I it's it's fairly basic, but it does what it needs to do. He <laughs> gets his point across. I'm kind of loving the the Rhino, just like the full aggressive, over the top swearing promos at the moment. Yeah, just, he just just couldn't give. He just comes less of a fuck, really. Could he? Yeah, and it comes across. So he's sort of successful. So I'm enjoying that. Um, we see the obviously the clip from TNN, Dawn Marie returning, getting taken out. We get another heat wave advert. Then we go to our next match, which is Kid Cash and his undefeated streak versus uh, Bill Wills from the New Dangerous yes. Alliance, who I thought was written off when he was destroyed last week in the stairwell. But he's back in a single action. Yes. Um, Cash wins. Yeah, I mean, Cash doesn't have bad matches. He doesn't. I mean, like I said, he's on a run at the moment, and... He deserves to be on a run at the moment. I mean, he's getting into it, obviously. He uses the Kid Rock theme in sort of real world. And um, it's sort of a great song to sort of get the crowd and it's a great intro when he sort of comes out. So it's saying this, you know, instantly who it is. And it does create a bit of a, a buzz for when he pops through that curtain. 
So he's got sort of the entrance that's sort of like helping, but now on the same level, he's also um, delivering constantly great matches. So, yeah, I think they're trying to subtly get him through and then eventually they'll just be like, pull the trigger, now go. Mm. But he's got constant in the background. Uh, we then get main event, which is the number one contenders match for the, the TV title, RVD versus Guido. Why does RVD need number one contenders match? Um, I guess because you've got to do to something to break away from Sam, man. Yeah, he sort he lost. Was it no contest or did he lose to Rhino last week? I think I it was no contest, of, wasn't it? Yes, I think he sort of goes back to um, back in the pecking order, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, Sandman's had to work his way back up in the pecking order about 34 times now, so makes yeah, sense. So, we get that. Um, I know, obviously, Guido is never going to win this, really, but it's, it's nice to see Guido. We spoke about him in recent weeks, about how this guy's a bit of a workhorse and deserves more. Um, a TV match with a long bit of time against RVD, I think, is is a bit more at the moment. I mean, obviously, him against Rhino makes no sense whatsoever because it'd be sort of a heel-on-heel thing. So, RVD was always going to sort of win. But um, it was an enjoyable match. It was, it was nice to get sort of the longer TV RVD match that I said we missed for a few months. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, apart from that, nothing else happens. Don't know if there's any no. bits on there that stood out for you. No, it's exactly as, as ECW on TNN told me it was going to be. <laughs> That's disgraceful. They do it every week. Yeah, I mean, hard work. Uh, those, those, yeah, it's going to get shorter and shorter because there's no point in us talking about it. We'll just like, you know. And they told us not to watch hardcore TV because this is what was going to happen. <laughs> that match you're excited for? Yeah, it's shit, and this person wins. Oh, thank you. Um, Shall, um, as we're two weeks out. And we're seeing yeah. the card form. Would you like to know the card we have to look forward to in Heatwave? Of course. So, uh, we are going to start with Balls Mahoney versus Big Sal. Nice. Then we've got um, a six-man tag team match with uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill. Yeah, teaming with Kid Cash. Yeah, take on Simon Diamond and Swinger. Yeah, and C.W. Anderson. Nice. C.W. Anderson, who beat them up last week and this week. <laughs> He's down with them. Okay, well we've got two weeks. We've got two weeks to see how they, they how they ride that one out. Um, speaking of Extreme Horsemen, Carino versus Jerry Lynn. Oh, this is iconic, this one, isn't it? Mm. This is the... Um, the this die. is Die, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love that. Um, Chetty and Nova versus the Baldies. Why not? Uh, four-way dance. Whipwreck, Tajiri, Psychosis and Guido. Oh. Interesting to see Maybe... Psychosis back. He has to be returning... Psychosis came out to the Smashing Pumpkins theme song. Yeah. He sort of came out, he had the mask on, and he sort of rips the mask off because he doesn't wear it anymore. I'm sure it's that one. But um, either way, those four, yes, that's outrageous. Uh, Sam and Rhino. Yeah. 
RVD and Scotty Anton. Of course. Dan Terminator. Absolutely. Dan Terminator will be coming up soon. Yeah, well, we've only got two weeks, so yeah. Hmm. Uh, unless it's actually on the show, but... No, um, Then we've got Credible versus Dreamer. Dreamer cool. who will have Jazz and George with him. Nice. And um, XPW Invasion as well, which obviously we'll probably get into. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what... Um, yeah, show on the network. Yeah. Yeah, no, it should be... Um, be good watch looking forward to that obviously we've still got a couple of weeks to get through so they might tell us all what happened they might tell us the pay-per-view results before we get to the pay-per-view who knows do you know who um, George went on to marry um, I feel like I do speaking of which I know really other random ones that got married I'll tell you in a second um, who did she go on to marry um Misfits and Danzig guitarist Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Oh, nice. She becomes George Frankenstein shortly. Oh, very cool. How random. Oh, speaking of random, you know, Electra. Yes. Do you know who she went on to marry? Did I mention this last week? You didn't. Danny Doring. No, Big Dick Dudley. All right. There you go. I'll take your misfit and raise you a Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently they got married, which is, um, there you go. Crazy, right? It really is. Hmm. Cool. So, um, yeah, if you want to get involved in the conversation, please do so at underscore Sports Arena on Instagram and Twitter is where you're generally going to find us for all your extreme talk. Um, keep tagging us in those posts. We love it. Obviously, um, the XC of Gold uh, resting blog tagged us earlier in the week talking about some Carino stuff. That was a good read. We really appreciated that. Great stuff. Obviously, really, really good in- stuff. Yeah, over on Instagram. Obviously, you're tagging us on all your um, your figures. We're, we're loving all the, the customs that are coming through and, and things like that. The, 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 so we've got all the... Um, yeah, ECW, um, Alex Dreamo underscore figures. He's always like got some amazing bits of his ECW sort of custom collection. Is one to be envied, and um, yeah, it's great. So make sure you check him out. We're always retweeting his stuff because it's phenomenal. And um, yeah, we're effing getting there. We are even quicker if they keep telling us what the show's going to be like. Um, but as little Guido found out, and just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>